Trump is accused of sexual assault, but the accuser is a little bit iffy. The Democratic presidential candidates are going way to the left in the in the preparation for the debates coming on Wednesday and Thursday. The weekend has come and gone, and we still haven't done much about Iran, and the Chicago Police Department is already laying in to, is really laying in to Jesse Smollett. A funny story. I'm not even going to talk about the immigration crisis. Things are warming up. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So, a woman named E. Jean Carroll is an advice columnist and new author, I guess. She just, she's just getting a book release soon. Uh, she's also the latest woman to claim to have been sexually assaulted by President Trump. Now, this happened back in the mid-90s. I think it was like 92, 93. Uh, here's what's funny. This was a huge big deal on Friday. This gal was interviewed on MSNBC multiple times. She's been on just about every show on CNN. But unless you've been watching CNN or MSNBC, you probably haven't heard a lot about it, and there's pretty good reason. Um, I am extremely skeptical skeptical of this story. Uh, First off, let's listen to a clip from the CNN interview with Carol. It is a tad graphic, um, but it's something you should kind of listen to. When we walked into the lingerie department, there was nobody there, which was strange. It was in the evening, so. And on the counter were three really fancy boxes and a see-through bodysuit. He walked right to the bodysuit and snatched it up and said, go put this on. Now, that struck me as so funny, because here I am, 52, I am not going to be put. My idea was, I said, no, you put it on. And he said, no, it looks like it fits you. I said, no, it goes with your eyes. So I am spinning a comedy scene in my head. Of course, banter, back and forth, I get it. But you see how funny that would be to make him put that on. Yes, and you, by the way, used to be a comedy writer on Saturday Night Live. You were engaging in this banter, as I think many of us would, because you didn't know what violence was about to unfold, and you could never have known that. How would I know that? Of course. Although I thought I was pretty stupid. Well, I mean, I understand that afterwards, in retrospect, you blame yourself. Many women in this situation do. However... You go into the dressing room. You think that he's going to hold it up against him. Yeah. And then it gets violent. Well, he, the minute he, he went like this, I preceded him into the dressing room. The minute he closed that door, I was banged up against the wall. He slammed you against the wall. Yeah, I hit my head really hard. Boom. And you point out and that he's a tall, big person, and six, he pinned three. you in some way. Well, I'm a tall person, too. I was 6'1 in my heels, and I was a competitive athlete. So, you know, when somebody shows you... The thing is, it shocked me. It, for a moment, I was stunned, right? And then he tried to kiss me, which was... Repu- it was so hard, but so my reaction was to laugh, to knock off the erotic whatever he had going on, because the man, when you laugh at him, he's like, Ugh. no, you know, he just went at it. Now, I know the clip I played was a little long. I played a little longer than I probably should have. Usually my clips are no more than 30 seconds. But I wanted... 
I wanted you to notice some things in that entire story she was talking about. Um, I don't know what's worse in this whole thing. That woman's really strange story. And if you see the entire video, you're going to find that she... And you can go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I have the video online. Uh, her wokeness, because she did not seem really like someone who was raped or sexually assaulted. And you're going to find that out a little bit in a few minutes. Or the interview with CNN's anchor, uh, Allison uh, Carmada. Camera Camarota? I don't know never pushed back in the entire interview. The interview is about 12 minutes long. So I only played about two minutes. I wanted you to hear the actual story. But in the, the 11, 12 minutes of this interview, Carmada, I'm just going to call her Allison because I have no idea how to pronounce her last name. She never questioned her. She never questioned her on why she didn't go to the police. She never questioned her on why she doesn't go to the police now. We'll talk about that in a second. And why she didn't bring a lawsuit against Trump. Uh, why didn't Trump was elected in 2016? Why didn't she go after him then? He had run for president two or three times before. Why didn't she go after him then? Why is this all suddenly coming out right now? And she never asked for proof. She just automatically assumed that Trump did it. And I would have been, okay, well prove it. I mean, no, it's just awesome journalism, journalisming, and you can see why CNN is like, is last on the, uh, last on the watchability list. Nobody, nobody is watching CNN. That gal show isn't even in the top, I think 40. So it's just absolutely terrible journalism. Like I said before, I do not put a lot of stock in this woman in a story. And Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire which you need to subscribe to, and I will always push them because I subscribe, uh, really had a great article on her problems, on her problems with her story, the problems with her story. And I have one extra that he didn't bring up that I, I think uh, I'm going to add to, but all of these problems, yeah, I, I saw them right off the bat. And I really saw the problem. This gal will not end up on Fox News because she will get torn apart because... On Fox News, they at least ask you questions. Okay, what proof do you have? Anyway, we're going to get to that. So, let's talk about uh, that article. The first question here in her story is, this story is just implausible. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, they're in a department store. They go into a dressing room. No one sees anything. There are cameras. The cameras don't capture anything. If she's being sexually assaulted, there's a struggle. You push, you know, in these these dressing rooms, they're not built like houses. They're they're basically pieces of wood for walls. He's pushing her into the into the uh, wall. You'd think someone would hear something. Nobody heard anything before. Nobody heard or saw anything before, during, or after the alleged assault. And I'll say alleged because I, this isn't going anywhere. This is just, it, you'll see why it's not going anywhere a little bit later. Also, why would a woman who barely knows this man 
I don't know how well they know each other, but my understanding is they only met once before and it was at a party and it was kind of passing along. At least that's what Trump says. I don't know. But why would you go to a dressing room with a man? It's just, the story makes absolutely no sense. The next problem with her story is she never reported to the police and doesn't want an investigation open now. In New York, there is no statute of limitations for rape. So she could actually start a investigation right now. What's more, she says she still has the dress from that night. So you have the dress. There might be DNA evidence. But you don't want to open an investigation? I think that would be the perfect thing to do is to open an investigation. If, if it really was true, why wouldn't you open an investigation? At least take a shot at it. Yes, chances are it's not going anywhere, but who knows? Well, she did give a reason. And this reason is actually my point on her that, of course, real journalists and opinion writers won't bring up, but I will. Um, she was asked by an MSNBC host why she isn't going to try and open an investigation. Here's her answer. And this is when I say the woke part. She is woke. She's ultra-left. She's woke. She's the perfect New York socialite. I can tell you that. Here's what she said. I would find it disrespectful to the woman, to the women who are down on the border, who are being raped around the clock down there without any protection. The women have very little protection there. It would be disrespectful. Okay, I... Don't know what one has to do with the other. First off, women are not getting raped around the clock at the southern border unless they're on the other side. Once they get into the American side, they're safe. But I, I, I'm not quite seeing how her sexual assault, rape, whatever you want to call it, is related somehow to sexual assaults or rapes. It's like saying... Well, no, uh, there there are women who are being raped in Los Angeles. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to uh, file charges in New York. I just it's and remember that quote because I'm going to bring it up again. So that brings us to the other question: Is why is she bringing this up at all? She had multiple opportunities to actually bring this up. Why now? To sell her book. In her book, she, she actually mentions the sexual assault. Now, she doesn't want an investigation. It sounds completely implausible. But she's got book sales. The only reason she's bringing this up after 20 years is to sell these books. She needs to generate some excitement for her book. Give people reason to want to read it. And it's going to work. Trashing Trump seems to make... Uh, trashing Trump automatically gives you the ability to get booked on CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, NBC, CNBC. You can get on all of these shows, and she is. She's making the rounds. On Friday, she was on three or four shows. So she can make those rounds. So here, I'm sure she's going to sell some books off of this just because the left, I actually made a comment on Twitter today about it with someone. 
and someone replied that, oh, well, you guys are just all so blind to everything. Blind to everything? Did you hear this, gal? This isn't rocket science. You can use your head. It's okay. If, hey, listen, Donald Trump is not great with women. There's no question. I don't think he's great with many men either. He's not a good dude. I would not want him going out with my daughters. Trust me, this is not a good man. But calling him a rapist, probably not, probably not true. And I'll tell you why. He's been in the public, uh, he's been in the public view for the last 50 years, and he's never been accused of that until he became president. He's been accused of it twice since he became president. One with the 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 I'm gonna grab her thingy quote and now 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 this. So yes, is he a misogynist? Yeah, damn right he's a misogynist. He is filled with toxic masculinity. This is not a good guy. I I, I he's great for the country. He can be a great president. There were lots of presidents that were sociopaths, and they did a great job. There were also a bunch of sociopaths that did a lousy job, but he's doing a good job. I don't buy this gal's reason. Final, the last reason is my theory. It's what I think. Listen to this short clip on Anderson Cooper's show on CNN. I know not a lot of people heard it unless you're on Twitter because <laughs> no one watches CNN. So here it is. Victim. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished, which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual. For, it just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. But I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not I think most people rape. think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> know what I'm getting at? Hear that? She's nuts. She's... I'm not talking about slightly a little bit loopy. I mean sitting in a bathtub filled with jello crazy. And did you hear Anderson Cooper? Oh my God, I actually almost felt bad for him. He did not, he could not get to commercial break fast enough to, to say, no, it's, rape is sex. Rape is sexy. People fantasize about, what? Absolutely insane. She doesn't want the police to investigate because of the border crisis? Nuts. She thinks rape is kind of sexy? I might read her book because God only knows what's going to be in it. I might be laughing my ass off. Oh, jeez. Well, the media tried to get uh, uh, tried to get this brush fire started, but it turned out to be raining, so nothing is going to come of it. I know the media needs to find a new narrative to, against Trump, uh, especially with as crazy as the Democrats are being. Um, that her book, the information from her book was released on Friday, and it's already gone. People are not even paying attention to it. It's a big joke on Twitter. It's a big joke on YouTube. Um, that story is that story was dead by Monday. Speaking of the Democrats going crazy, 
Um, the first Democrats debates are on Wednesday and Thursday. That's one of the reasons. You might notice I did a podcast, I released two podcasts today. I did that because I actually did a podcast yesterday. Uh, I just didn't finish editing it, and I finished editing it this morning, and I uploaded it. Um, so I'm actually doing a podcast today because I don't think I'm going to do one tomorrow. Josie's going to come over, and we're going to... Uh, watch the debates and I want to really, I might do something real quick at the end, but, uh, that means all the candidates are going to go absolutely bat crap crazy this week, trying to get more attention and trying to generate a lot of, uh, attention. Uh, it's all so delicious. I love this stuff. They're going insane. They're making themselves look stupid. I just think this whole thing is awesome. So let's talk about what they're doing. Bernie Sanders says he wants the government to tax Wall Street with a transaction tax. I be- I don't know. He called it something. I believe it's a transaction tax or a profit tax. Then he will be making $2.2 trillion and he wants to pay off all $1.6 trillion dollars of student debt. With that remaining money, he wants to make it that colleges are free. Of course, he's forgetting about people that are currently in college that are their loans are not actually out there yet. So you're still looking at close to $4 trillion in debt. While this crazy son of a gun is out there, why can't he pay off my loan? Uh, my car loan or my mortgage. I, I'm just curious. I, that's debt. Why not? I know school debt is kind of a big deal for a lot of people. And I paid for my school. I actually, I worked and I paid for my school. But I'm sorry. It, there's just some things. And then, of course, AOC basically proves uh, the Republicans' point when it comes to this garbage. But it's not going anywhere. So that's good. Let them say that. Reparations for blacks because of slavery is so last week. (coughs) Ask Elizabeth Warren. She says we should be paying reparations to gay people. Not kidding. She says that since gay people were not allowed to be married, um, they should be able to get tax breaks. They should be able to get tax breaks from the years before gay marriage was legal. So... Uh, John and Timmy have been living together for, and I, I, again, I don't really care about this, this gay thing. I don't care about it. But John and Timmy have been living together for 40 years, so uh, they should get 30 years of tax breaks because they were living together for that long? Yeah. I, I, you know what? Slavery reparations kind of make sense. But I can tell you one thing, uh, reparations for gay people, uh, not so much. That's that's not going to work. And of course, there, we've got this guy in the news. He's always got to be. When asked if he would meet the anti-Semite Louis Farrakhan, Corey Spartacus Booker said he wouldn't mind meeting him to hear what Farrakhan actually has to say. Now, mind you, this is after... Um, Joe Biden got lambasted by Booker because he actually had to negotiate with uh, segregationists, pro-segregationists back in the 70s to get stuff done. Now, I'm thrilled for Biden. He should have never had to apologize for this because 
that's what you do as a politician. You deal with people you don't agree with to get stuff done. And that's what basically Biden said. I Hey, all I'm doing is trying to get uh, work passed here. But, you know, he decided... Uh, <coughs> he decided, you know, Booker, that wasn't good enough. <coughs> so he ripped him up and down when somebody asked him about meeting Louis Farrakhan. He said, sure, he's heard him before. Why not? I listened to what he said to say. Now, to be honest with you, if you don't want to be a hypocrite, you say, no, I would never talk to Louis Farrakhan. He's an anti-Semite. But we also got to remember in this day and age, uh, being an anti-Semite is not the same as being a racist. Being a racist is so much worse. Finally, uh, Pete Buttigieg isn't saying much of anything uh, these days. Um, but he's sure getting torn up. He's sure going to get torn up in the debates. He had to go back to South Bend, Indiana, where he is mayor, because of an officer-involved shooting of a black man. I don't know much about <coughs> the story of the shooting. I don't pay too much attention to them anymore because there's always it's always overdone. So he decided to have a tall town hall to try and calm the racial tensions. It did not go well to say the least if you want to watch uh the town hall uh some of the town hall go to my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com i actually have the i actually have the video up uh he just was getting ripped apart people were booing him he looked weak he looked uncertain that's not a good look for a man who wants to be the most pow- who wants to hold the most powerful position in the country and Everyone is going to beat him on that. He asked the government to do a special investigation of the police and the shooting. So not only did he piss off the black people in the community, in his district, now he's pissed off law enforcement and those who support law law enforcement. This guy can't even run South Bend. South Bend, which maybe has 200,000 people? How in the heck is he going to run a country of 400 million? These debates are going to be absolute riot, and I can't wait to watch them. I, I can't wait to see all the free stuff we're going to get. I'm sure we're going to get free trips to Hawaii, free houses, free everything. It's going to be nuts. Uh, it's going to be the reason why I don't do a podcast tomorrow. Finally, um, <laughs> the Chicago Police Department really is making a mess of Jesse Smollett. They are tearing him apart, embarrassing him beyond all belief. Now, I have the video. Uh, your video can be found on YouTube, or you could go, again, dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can actually watch the full video. But the police decided to release all the evidence against him, including the body cam footage of the officers who first met Smollett after the, quote, attack, end quote. You remember the attack, the one that was, that one where he paid two buddies to rough him up, uh, put a noose around his neck while yelling MAGA, this is MAGA country, and wearing red hats. Oh, I forgot, during a polar vortex, so it was like minus 4,000 degrees, and he was getting subway. I, I, I so go take a look at the video. It's absolutely hysterical. Um, I can't believe this guy really thought he was going to be able to get away with it. First off, the sweater he had was a ridiculous sweater. It looked 
it looked like a sweater I'd be white wearing. It's a white man sweater. I, I, and he still got the noose around his neck. I don't know who made this noose. It just looks ridiculous. I can't believe the co those first responders believed his BS story. Now, I just thought that was kind of funny. I have not talked about Jesse Smollett. I think he's a little man. I think he's a hateful man. I think he should go to prison for this because essentially what he's doing is he is, um, essentially what he is doing is a hate crime. I, I, I don't see how anyone does not see this as a hate crime. If a white man did that with a black man, and they used to, uh, that guy would be in prison. This guy should be in prison. Uh, and I just, I, I, I know Chicago, they're extremely corrupt. I used to live there. So I, I'm not surprised but I'd rather not annoy myself with this. So I don't actually have this part scripted, but it has been five days since Iran blew out a unmanned drone. And this was a $120 million unmanned drone. And I didn't realize this, but that drone was the size of a 747. This was a real piece of work. Um, as we talked in a couple podcasts ago, Trump said he was going to actually send in uh, an airstrike, strike uh, one or two radar installations, the ones that were probably involved in the uh, shooting down of that drone. And he changed his mind because 150 uh, people would have been killed and it didn't seem it didn't seem like it was uh, fair, a fair exchange, you know, an unmanned drone worth 120 million for 150 lives. Instead, what Trump did was they did launch a cyber attack. Now, the cyber attack was made to um, disrupt communications in Iran. No one really knows if it did much. No one knows the actual damage it, it, does, it did. But I don't, I'm not thrilled with it. Here's the story. Donald Trump talks a lot of garbage. Talks a lot of garbage. Talks big. When you get a peon nation like Iran who keeps flicking at us, and that's what they're doing. They're flicking at us. Iran doesn't want to go to war. And Trump doesn't want to either. And he shouldn't want to go to war. That's fine. We don't want a war in Iran. That's Nobody wants that. But here's the thing. You still need to show force. You still need to show power. Throwing a couple of more uh, uh, sanctions on Iran and launching a cyber attack, that's great. But what would be greater is really making them realize that we are the strongest country in the world. That we could walk into their country, blow them up, and walk out. And there's also this deal where it doesn't seem like a fair trade. One drone for 150 people. You know what? It should be disparate. If they kick us, we punch them. That's how that's how this works in the international community. Shouldn't work that way in politics, but when it comes to a country that is actually going, I mean, Iran now has blown up two tankers. They weren't ours. Uh, 
has shot at one drone and has knocked down another drone. They are causing problems. They need to be put in their place. And the way you put a country in their place is by blowing up something that they need. And that includes radar installations, even if those installations have people in them and there could be lives lost. That's how you work with, inter with countries that don't want to cooperate with you. Here's the thing. The United States, and I heard this on Twitter a bunch of times, they keep saying, well, the United States is just being the big bully and blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. We're the big bully. We need to be the big bully. When we had uh, Obama, it wasn't a big bully. Obama was kind of a, a, a sweet cakes. He was kind of a wimp. Now Trump's here. Trump's not going to tolerate any of this garbage. Be the bully. Take over. And when these countries do it, I mean, what they did with Syria was fantastic. I thought, we don't really know what happened in Syria with the gas attacks, but when he hit them, he hit them hard. And sometimes you have, you're going to have to do that with Iran because that will prevent full war. One thing I want you folks to remember, and this is kind of important, is that eventually Iran could actually do something that is going to drag us into to a real conflict. Okay, what happens if they shoot down one of our um, radar planes and there are people killed in there? What happens if they launch a missile that happens to hit a frigate or something? Now, there are two things you can do in this whole case. One, destroy their Navy. I've heard this brought up many times, and I think that's a great idea. Their Navy is nothing compared to ours. They have a large navy, but their navy is mostly made up of PT boats. They have a very small navy. If you ever, if you saw the video where they were planting the mines or removing the mines from the ships because they didn't work, you'll see that's their navy. They're just PT boats. They have like five destroyers. It, it's nothing. Blow out their navy. Get rid of their navy. You see them up there with a drone that they're not going to shoot at? Take them out. The other thing, because it's international water, and right now Iran is still expecting something. Though I don't think anything is going to come about. I don't think uh, I don't think Trump has a stomach for it, and I kind of understand why. Because if he does, this could really hurt him in the in the election. But I think showing weakness is going to hurt him in the election too. The other thing uh, he could do is what he was planning to do is take out those radar installations. You take out those radar installations, you weaken their defense. And they're not going to be able to attack. So and I think that will also show a tremendous amount of power. When our planes just mosey on into uh, Iran, nobody sees them because they're all stealth. Blow the crap out of a two, three uh, radar installations and then mosey on out. I think that wouldn't be an absolute... Uh, good response. Yes, people will die, I, but that's war. Iran started this. We have not done anything so far. So something's got to be done. Well, that's it for today. Uh, I won't be online tomorrow. I won't be making another podcast tomorrow because I've got the presidential debates. Probably not Thursday either. Uh, I really enjoy the debates and we're going to be talking about the debates on Friday. 
Um, you can uh, actually visit my blog at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics. You can follow me on Twitter at runninfool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. I'm not sure if you type in Dumbasses Talking Politics what comes up, but it is the title of my, uh, it is actually the title of my, uh, of my uh, Twitter handle, Twitter feed. Also, uh, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, YouTube, uh, what else? Podbean, Podcast Addict. I'm still trying to figure out how to spread it around. You folks have a great night. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs> <laughs>